Hey everybody, this is Theophilus from TZ Coaching and you're listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Whether you're a dad that stays at home, works from home, or away from home, our roles are essential. To a son, it's an illustration of how life as a man is done, and to a daughter, an example of the type of man to look for in the future. But in either case, a noble father stands firm for what he believes, leads with his actions, and embodies a healthy balance of body, mind, and spirit. He pushes himself hardest and commands his time respectfully because he knows how precious the present is. Join me as we discover what it means to live as a noble father. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Noble Father Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Theophilus Drawing. Today is October the 30th, 2023. We've got Halloween coming up tomorrow. And uh, yeah, man, just very grateful for everything it took for you to come to this podcast today and and to tune in and and wherever you are in life, know that it won't be like that forever and uh, be present with your kids, you know, because it is important. Uh, You know, this past week was a a busy one, Um, had to uh, saw my cousin get married yesterday uh, and she she's like a little sister. Uh, to me, uh, you know, same same age as my my sisters, and and uh, you know, uh, different this time around. You know, um, you know, through the pandemic, didn't really get to go to very many uh, marriages, uh, see any weddings, and this was this was one that we attended. Uh, you know, and it's been a while since our very, since our last one, and uh, you know, when I say that fatherhood hits you differently or, or makes other things hit you differently. Definitely seeing my uncle, um, you know, give the hand of his daughter away to, uh, somebody else, his only daughter to somebody else, uh, you know, kicked up some stuff in me. Right. Uh, you know, at one point my, my daughter was sitting on my lap and, and she's only five right now. And, and seeing, seeing that experience and, and wondering what that will look like, um, you know, potentially 13, 15 years from now. I, I don't know. I don't know what God's plans are for her. Uh, but there's a part of me that's um, a lot of fear, you know, you're scared, you know, you don't really know what to expect. And, and, and it's, it's something to be worried about, <laughs> for sure. Um, but you know, it, it's a great reminder for me to know that, being present now with my daughter and being the man showing her the example of the man that she should look for one day uh you know is 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 a big priority for me and so uh you know whenever i got the fears you know starting to kick up and the worry starting to kick up you know i i rest assured in 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 god obviously number one you know he is he is my guiding principle and i try to live um, in that every single day of my life and try to be as present with my daughter. And so, you know, what is there really to fear? And, uh, you know, I got, I got fathers all over the world who, you know, at a, at any given moment, I could call on them to, um, help me deal with this person wherever they're from. So I'm just kidding. I'm not, <laughs> please don't hold this. Don't use this as evidence one day. I'm pretty, you know, I'm not, I'm just joking. It's just, it's just a, just a lighthearted joke. Uh, you know, today, today's episode, I want to talk about, um, you know, being in the wrong place, the wrong time. 
and uh, this is this is something that we all find ourselves in, you know, because we are all imperfect people, and we all end up, we all, we all deal with sin, uh, you know. And I know, I know, a lot of people don't believe what I believe, but you have, you have morality. You have a sense of morality. You know that rape is a heinous crime you know that murder is a heinous crime you know that you know what is right and what is wrong you feel it and if 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 you don't feel it clue into that definitely but you have a sense of morality you know what is right you know what is wrong and and we also we all there are things that we do throughout the day that put us into that that that's just that's just sin you know we lie to a spouse or you know you um you, you know kill somebody in your heart right you, you road rage whatever you know you see this person cut you off and you just wish ill of them you know there's there's different ways to go about sinning and um you know it 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 births itself you know the idea gets implanted and we give it a foothold and then it just takes takes over uh and, and you know this 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 notion of of you know when i think of wrong place wrong time you know i think of fathers you know a lot of times where we're going through life and we you know certain cir- circumstances put us into different scenarios that we don't anticipate circumstances that we didn't we don't that aren't ideal and and it and, it, and it's comp it, it's it's complex it's it's hard you know you know you're stuck doing this job now you had a child you know before you were really ready and then suddenly you had two children and you had three children and suddenly the work that you started out doing you just can't afford to not do that work you just you're you're stuck you're kind of in this place and you know that that that's a difficult thing. You know, that's, that's not an easy scenario to walk back out of. Is it impossible? No, but do many people make their way out? Not many, not, not very many do. And, you know, I like to think of myself as somebody who has a good sample size to be saying what I say. Uh, you know, my interactions with fathers, um, you know, from this, from even just doing it for, for a year and a half, I'm almost two years now. Like I, I'm, I, I've seen it. I've seen the gamut, you know, being a moderator in some of the bigger Facebook groups and stuff, you know, the things that I see in there are just, you know, by no means is Facebook or social media an indication of, of fatherhood in general or globally, you know, North America only makes up a portion of the world. Um, and it's not a majority portion. Right. And so, but I mean, we have fathers from different places, from African continents, from Australian continent, from New Zealand, from uh, Trinidad, from China. We have fathers from the UK. Like they're all going through the same thing. the 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 people might be very different. The languages might be very different, but the same reoccurring themes are present in their in their lives and in their circumstances and. And, and something that uh, I, I came across a story that really, really impacted me, and and uh, and it made me think of you know our our intrinsic value, what what we 
you know, and it really comes down to where we are. Are we, are we in the right place? You know, and, and I've given the analogy before, uh, in, in a previous podcast It's probably one of my earlier episodes of like, you know, if, if you're, if you're, if you're born a cheetah and you are placed in a swamp, right? You're not going to thrive like you would in a, in a, in a savanna. The same could be said about a fish. If I took a fish and I put it in a desert you're not going to you're not going to thrive you're not going to be at your best you're not going to be able to grow at your best a, a, a cheetah being raised in a swamp isn't going to be able to eat and nourish itself to its best if it didn't have the location of where it would it would thrive even then without good mentorship right cheetahs lions tigers they're all raised by by being in the presence of a mentor of a leader somebody who teaches them how to hunt that plays with them and shows them how to sneak up on their friends and then to sneak up on prey and how to hunt for a living the environment in which somebody is 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 brought up in accounts for how they succeed and so uh, a cheetah in a swamp is just not going to thrive regardless of, 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 of leadership or not. It has to be in the right place to, to really, really shine. And this is something that we as fathers really need to understand. You know, very simply, if the work that you're doing is not causing you to be fulfilled or is causing you to not be able to show up presently and intentionally with your children, man, something needs to change. Like you need to do something about it because you're not coming to life. You're you're not going to do yourself any good in your self-care. You're not going to do any good in taking care of the ones that you love. That's a that's already two very in, like very important trickle-down effects, right? You can't take care of yourself and so you can't give the best to your children. Well, you know, what's that going to mean for the work that you do, your marriage, your relationships with friends? Like, it's just not gonna, it's just not going to equate to a good, a good solution. It's just not going to be great. Um, and so I, you know, I want to, I want to read this story to you because it was, it was, man, like, it, it really solidified in me um, how important it is to find your place. What is your calling and what is your identity and where are you supposed to be and what is your con contribution supposed to be and, and when i think about that can is it possible for every single person to make a contribution to this world i absolutely think so because I, when i'm sit, i'm sitting here doing this and leading the community of fathers and doing the meetups man like sometimes i feel like i'm not worthy of that of that calling but yet I feel like God has given me all these things that I was meant to share and meant to give. And now I'm in this place of fulfillment. Can anybody else do this? Absolutely. Everybody has an opportunity to do this. Whether or not you want to lean into it is another thing entirely. And so when, whether you want to find yourself, move yourself from this this swamp to the savanna to finally run at your full speed to grow with leadership and mentorship to get to where you want to go is another thing entirely. Um, 
So I'm going to go and read this story to you because it's it's a very beautiful illustration. And I encourage you, if you're able to, obviously, if you're driving, don't do it. But if you're able to close your eyes and listen to this story as I tell it, um, just Im- imagine yourself in this position, whichever role you want to put yourself in. I would tell you to put yourself in the role of, of, of the son in this, in this story. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to go to read this story. A dying father called his son to his bedside and presented him with an old pocket watch. The father said, your grandfather gave me this watch. It is more than 200 years old. But before I give it to you, I want you to go to the watch shop and tell the owner you want to sell it. Ask him what price he would pay for it. The son went to the watch shop and then returned to his father's bedside. He reported the watchmaker said he would pay $5 for the watch because it is old and scratched. The father then said to the son, Go to the coffee shop and ask the owner if he would be interested in buying the pocket watch and what he would be willing to pay. The son ran to the coffee shop and quickly returned. He, he told his father. The coffee shop owner said he didn't have much use for an old pocket watch but offered $3 for it. Finally, the father said to the son, Go to the museum and show them the watch. The son left for the museum and returned with a look of astonishment on his face. He whispered, Father, the curator at the museum offered me $1 million for this pocket watch. The father laid his head back, closed his eyes and said, I want you to experience for yourself that the right place and the right people will value your value in the right way. Never put yourself in the wrong place with the wrong people and then get angry when you don't feel valued. Don't stay in a place or with people that don't value your value. Know your worth, and while being confident in your own value, look for the value and the potential worth of others. Absolutely beautiful story, and and one in which that makes me think of like, yeah, let's just talk about value, right? If you are a person who is, you know, has high empathy, empathy and you like to interact with people and you come to life whenever you get to see somebody grow and develop and yet the work that you're currently doing is in an office where you're meant to self-start and do everything by yourself and not have any interactions with other people, you could see how your value in that community in that in that corporate setting and how unfulfilled you are how little how 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 little value how you're devaluing yourself and your worth by being and keeping yourself in that environment now you know i talked about circumstances being too difficult right like it's not a it's it's not easy for a lot of people i totally understand it some people have to have that in order to you know take care of the family but that can't be that should just be a placeholder that should just be a place where you hang out for a little bit as you make your exit or find your place um what that eventual place is right because if it's not a fit right you're a, a a square peg and you're just trying to force your way into a, a, a circular hole or you know a, a receptacle that's not for you you're going to become you're just gonna break you're gonna break and you know just just think about that analogy right you're a square peg trying to fit yourself in this hole right and, and you're what you know, let's just let's just say it's wood right and the 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 hole that receptacle that you're trying to fit into is this sharp metal and you're trying to you're trying to fit that piece of wood in there and it's not going 
and you're you're trying and trying and you're shearing off pieces you're whittling down pieces and you're trying to get it in there and it's just not working and it's becoming rough and it's splintering like what that would what that what that that imagery it just it's it's so visceral it's so it's so broken and, and what would that piece what would that square peg look like after a while right the, the receptacle is not going to change it's metal and it's unchanging and it's unwavering but you you're just breaking down yourself to the point where you're no longer your identity is no longer a square peg you're, you're no longer what you were originally and now this is the danger here is that over time, right? Because you could do it once and yeah, you put a little nick in your, you know, little scratch on your, your square peg. You know, that's not irreparable, right? That little, that, that's a good experience to learn from. And it's a mistake that you can learn from, but you keep doing it over years and years and years of doing that. You're going to whittle it down and suddenly you're this oblong, weird looking shape of a peg that doesn't fit anywhere. And you pass the point of being able to do something, right? So let's just say you, you know, tried to fit into the peg and you nicked yourself at the age of 25, right? That's different if you were at the age of 55 or 60 years of age. You keep whittling it down until you're, until you're 50 and 60. You're going to miss an opportunity to be able to do anything about that circumstance. You might as well see that to the end. You at that point, you've already done so much damage that there's no, there's no chance of pursuing what that full ultimate potential could have been had you done it when you were 25. And, and, and so this is my warning to you all is if you find yourself in a place that is not your calling or where you're meant to be, you have a spirit of discernment to know if that's where you're supposed to, or if you know that this is it, like you, you know when an environment does not fulfill or does not does not it doesn't satisfy that part of you but you need to lean into that discomfort because if you keep numbing that discomfort then you just then things are just not just imagine yourself at your deathbed and wondering you know what your potential would be what it could have been what your children could have been because of a risk that you should have taken when you were 25 or when you were 30 or when you were 35, 40, but not 50, 60, 70 years of age. You've missed the boat. Like you just can't. There's no way that you can tell me that a person making a change at 25 isn't, is, is, isn't in a better position than somebody who's making it at 50, 60, or 70. And I want to illustrate something too is is of like, you know, there's an amazing story in the Bible of of somebody being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And 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 it's something that it's very easy for us all to to make that mistake. So even a man who was called a man after God's own heart was able to make such a heinous mistake and pay the consequences of. Um, and and who knows where he would have ended up if he, you know, if he hadn't done what he did. Um, and, and it's a sobering reminder for us all because, you know, as as human beings, we are not perfect. And, and nobody, even a man called after God's own heart, um, is, is, is far from that. Um, 
so, you know, the person, the person I'm talking about is David, and I and I reference David a lot. You know, David Goliath's story and and the way how he waits on God. I think I mentioned that last week. Um, you know, he, he stayed at the wrong place at the wrong time, stayed somewhere too long, and got in, got himself into trouble. And I'm just going to read that part because it, it's very quite interesting how this story happened and 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 how it developed. Uh, so this is in Second Samuel 11, and this is the story of David and Bathsheba, um, and I'll I'll go to talk about that here. So the so verse verse one says, in the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle, David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained at Jerusalem. And in other versions, it says that David David tarried in Jerusalem. And what that means is like, you know, loafed around, hung around Jerusalem beyond his time, beyond the designated time that he should have been there. And so at this point, he's already the king of Israel. He's already in, he's in Jerusalem and he rules over the kingdom of Israel. And, and one of the things, you know, of like, he remained, but he remained, or but he tarried, and he, he hung out beyond his designated time, and this is where things, where he gets into trouble, right, because he's hanging around, and you know, it happened, it just says, the, the second verse just says, it happened, late one afternoon when David arose from his couch and was walking on the roof of the king's house, that he saw from the roof a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful, and so you can see where it's really setting it up, it's like, he's he's in trouble right like he's not meant to be there and he's at the wrong time she's this woman is on the on you know i don't know how she you know on the roof she's from the roof so he's probably looking into this person's house sees this woman bathing she's very beautiful he's a young man and he's the king you know what is withheld from him pretty much nothing in the kingdom is withheld from him obviously there's the morality piece right like this is this is sexual immorality now this is lust and this is this is infidelity right because you know he later finds out it's a wife of somebody else and but you know he summons her you know and he ends up sleeping with her and ends up impregnating her and upon finding out that she's pregnant arranges for this dude Uriah the Hittite to be put in the front of the military in the front of the army as they go to invade uh, a place and when they go to invade uh, you know David's plan was hey draw everybody back so that this Uriah guy is at the front and he's to be killed pretty much just just leave him out there abandon him and um, so he ends up dying uh, Uriah ends up dying and and so, you know, David has taken this woman for his own. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very uh, bad sin. This is, this is just the, one, the worst of the worst that you could do. I mean, you've, you know, and you did it in such a way too, right? Like, it's not something that just happens in one day. It's something that happens over months, right? Like this, you know having done that you know did the, did that with the woman and then for her to find out that she was pregnant you know we're talking about month maybe right you know a few weeks and then you know as this is happening and developing right they're figuring out whether or not they're going to go invade another place or whatever 
battle plans are struck you know you got supplies and stuff that needs to be arranged for the army and 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 so this this is this is something that was calculated this was something that was you know planned and he was very devious in the way he went about it like you can imagine what that relationship with god was like during that time for david like he's he's willfully blinding himself from that relationship and keeping himself from that accountability um, and so, you know, Uriah is dead and God sends a, a, a wise man by the name of Nathan to convict David of what he has just done. And he does it with the stories and a story of a, of a lamb and somebody who didn't have a lamb, had a lamb, the rich man who had a, a bunch of sheep, you know, took that lamb from that person and, and whatnot. Essentially, it was speaking about David and you know, this illustrates the point of, man, you can be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Don't stay at that place for too long. But And if you do, if you stay too long, you end up putting yourself in a place of no return. Because not only does Uriah die, but the child that Bathsheba carries ends up dying because God punishes David with that. And, and that is that that's a that's a uh not an easy thing to to lose to lose a child you know and and so that that was a consequence and he had to live with that you know later on Bathsheba becomes his wife and it, you know she bears him Solomon which which is crazy because you know God God can still use your mistakes to fulfill what he needs to do. Only an all-powerful God can do that. You know, and so even if you are not in the place that you want to be as a father, if you don't make a decision and you don't do anything about it, it's not like God is not going to provide for you. And I'm not saying that by not doing anything about it, you are sinning. Obviously, if it's like Jonah, right? The story of Jonah where God calls him to go somewhere and he's like, no, I'm going the other way. It goes completely opposite and, you know, runs away the other the other way and then gets swallowed by a, by a whale or a, a big fish. Like, you know, that's a, that's, that's a big lesson. If God is calling you to move somewhere else and you don't and you willfully ignore him, then you're setting yourself up for destruction. You're setting yourself up for disappointment. Um, and, and, that's the, and that's the important thing here is that if you know where you are is not where you're called to be. You need to do something about it. You need to figure out a way out and get out of it. Because let's just use that example, right? You're doing something you don't like. You're not fulfilled. You're coming home stressed. You're carrying all that baggage. And your children see that example in you. You're, you're disgruntled. You get in the house. You just want to sit in your comfy chair. You just want to turn on the TV and watch your favorite show and not talk about anything, not talk about life. Not Your children want to come and play with you, but you don't have the energy. You are not fulfilled. That's going to look really dangerous down, 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 the, like down the road. A few years down the road, you keep doing that. Your children are going to see this is what it means to be a man. This is the man that I should look for. You're probably going to have marriage or relational problems with your spouse because you're not in the same. You're overwhelmed with your own life. You don't know how to explain to her how you're feeling as a man. You don't already. You already don't share your emotions enough. You don't share your information enough, and so both parties are just left guessing. 
And this is something that I'm convicting myself on as well. There's a lot of times where in communicating with my wife, I feel like she would have had this information or she should have guessed that she had that 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 I was going through this. But if I don't go to express to her, she won't she won't get that information. She won't get that context. And and so you imagine you're just doing that and you're you're trying to you're 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 fitting yourself into this round hole and it, you, nobody seems to understand you and all your friends don't you don't even share deeply with these people and it's just this it just keeps getting worse and worse and spiraling out of control your kids are suffering in school suffering relationally they may be getting bullied at school all these things where would who who does it land on what is the extreme ownership bit here who who takes the responsibility right dad is not present dad is not intentional dad is flying off the handle because work is stressful and finances are tight because he's not fulfilled and he's not utilizing the strengths that he's been given nobody is celebrating him because he's in a place where he is not meant to do that work and where his weaknesses where he's emphasizing on his weaknesses and none on his strengths as the leader it's on you bro like there's really no other way to put it and 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 yes, you may not know where to start, but if you're listening to this podcast, man, that discovery of where somebody is supposed to be or what they're, even just the knowledge of yourself, the the actualization of yourself, in order to actualize yourself, you must know, you must have knowledge, you must have a grasp of what your strengths are. If you were a cheetah and you didn't know you were a cheetah, there would there would need to be somebody you you'd have to know somebody would have to tell you hey man you have claws because it's great for hunting as soon as you grab onto something you dig in your claws into them they're not running away you'd be able to kill them right away your paws are built so that you can run very fast on savanna on flat ground hey and you have a very great short burst of speed that's very explosive and if you get close enough and you are within reach of a gazelle in the kill zone, you will be able to catch that thing and you will be able to kill it. That is one of your strengths. Your tail is used for balance. Your sleek body is meant for speed. Your eyes have great vision for seeing seeing movement and also catching prey. Like all these things tells a cheetah that you are gifted to hunt on the savanna and thrive and be a king of the savanna. Obviously, the lion is, but cheetah has its own place, and, and it and it thrives in ways that a lion can't. And that's a great thing to transition to is that a cheetah is different from a, a lion as it is different from a tiger. The ways in which it does things is different. A cheetah is predominantly a a solo hunter whereas lions are kind of pride and they 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 go around in groups to hunt together so they're utilizing different strengths right they're utilizing different ways of going about the same thing a cheetah must do what it does best in order to do in, in order to get its food and provide for its family and do all that stuff the same is true for you you have claws, you have paws, you have a sleek body, you have a tail, you have sharp vision. 
your strengths are different from everybody else's. And, and, you know, we talk about the domains of wellness, right? Because, you know, you're a spiritual being li- living a physical life. You have a physical life. You have the emotional, intel- you have the mental, you have your social, environmental, all that stuff. All these things you have strengths in. Spiritually, you have spiritual strength. You have discernment. There are different gifts of the spirit. Some see things better. Some people are good at expressing things to other people. Some are good at hospitality. Some are good at praying for others. Some are good at, there's so many gifts, interpretation, tongues, whatever, healing even. You have physical attributes. Okay, I'm not built like the six-foot guys in my gym who are 300 pounds, who are just they're just strong bulky guys that that are ethnically their ethnical ethnic makeup makes it so that they are strong in that in that way whereas i'm small i'm five seven you know 170 pounds you know i'm very flexible i got long you know lanky i can stretch and be flexible the way i do jujitsu is different from you know some of the guys in the gym like it's it's just different some of the moves i'd be able to do is going to be different. I'm not going to be able to, you know, mother's milk. Mother's milk is a move where you put the guy's face on your chest and you're pretty much hugging him and he can't breathe and he has to tap. The 300 pound guys, 250 pound guys who are six foot four do that to me all the time. They're able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that to a 300 pound dude. So there's a difference in, and strengths in our, in our physical attributes, right? I may have longer endurance than one of those guys. And so my game plan is different. Different strengths physically, mentally. We have different IQ levels. We have EQ levels. We have, there's so many different edges of the sword, even on the mental level. Some people think very clearly. Some are very abstract. Some are very... um, factual they they deal with numbers better man like even just creativity may be different there's mental isn't there's another strength so you just those three things right there is they're different strengths emotional how to read people this is something that i i have very good strength in is reading people reading what they're saying reading between the lines they're not saying something the emotional energy they're feeding off of me i'm able to make calculations yeah might not be 100 percent, but i but i'm cluing into these these things in people you have an edge in your emotional intelligence as well you have an edge on the emotional realm there's strengths there to take advantage of um socially as well knowing who to be around sensing people right that's very important environmental right there's all these things all account for this sharp edge, and I like to always use the, the, the analogy of a sharp edge because if we're always using, if we, if we picture strengths and weaknesses as, you know, two blades, the sharp edge is the strength. Very honed, knows what it is. The point is very sharp. It knows how to thrive. It knows how to cut. It knows what it's for. It's very purposeful. The weaknesses is something that's very blunt, right? It's a butter knife. It doesn't have much of a point on it. You wouldn't use it to cut a really rough steak. And it's blunt because there's no, this is not what, it's not, it's not what you're meant to use, right? It, it is weaker. It's not that you can't hone a butter knife. You can't hone your weaknesses. But 
honing your weaknesses compared to utilizing and continue to sharpen and be even ever more sharp in the strengths that you have it's going to far out it's going to it's going to do way better than a butter knife on the other end and, and and that's an important thing to understand now you can imagine what this would even mean for your children right if you don't know how to harness or discover to discover before you harness discover the strengths that you have and the weaknesses you have how are you going to pinpoint that for your children and how are you going to encourage them and help them to grow to be the best human beings best contributing human beings to this society as it should be that is the number one calling for us as parents we are called to guide our children mentor our children and grow them and prepare them for civilization not to shelter them not to keep them from understanding this world we need to show them how to contend and to use what's what they're very good at to give the best of themselves to other people and that is the that is the basis of fatherhood that is the basis of being a parent to a child you can imagine what that would mean if you're not present or if the father is not there it's no wonder the statistics are so lopsided that it's just not favorable for a child without both parents there mother has a strength to play the father has a strength has has a has a role to play other members of the family grandparents uh friends even in that's that's important right even just through osmosis and through environment and social that is important as well if you hang out with kids that are just bullies all the time your kids just keep getting bullied and just keep getting put down and just you can imagine what that's going to do to your children so even socially the friends that we choose as parents impact our children it that, that can't be understated and so are you willing to put your children in the right place at the right time to thrive or are you going to put yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time and in turn, put your children at the wrong place at the wrong time. That trajectory of the family isn't gonna be good, man. You're gonna set that, you're gonna set that chain reaction off, and it's gonna impact all the other areas. It's like a house of cards. You take out one of the cards, the whole thing's gonna come tumbling down. All of those domains, it's just gonna suffer, right? You're not gonna be fulfilled in work spiritually you are ignoring and you're running away from that accountability you've discerned that this is the wrong place and yet you stayed there against where you're supposed to be physically you start to suffer stress induces your immune system to shut down you start getting illnesses you're starting to gain unnecessary weight you're not taking care of yourself because you're not taking care of yourself you impact your emotional and your mental health as well you start feeding into the lies you keep things you keep numbing things in your mind and you don't deal with any of those things and now you're deal because you are in this state socially you are only going to find friends who aren't going to call that bs out in you they're going to allow you to stay in that they're not going to they're okay with you stagnant they don't care for your growth because they're not growing either and you don't want to be told 
by anybody that you're not in the right place because you're so numb. You you don't even want to deal with these issues. Why are you going to have friends who tell you to get out of it? You're not going to have those friends. So that impacts the social. That impacts the environmental. You're not going to put yourself in a place to, to thrive. You're not going to put yourself in a room where you are the weakest. You're not going to humble yourself. You're just going to stay in that hole and you're just going to die there. And that's going to impact your children, right? Because you're putting in, putting them in all those examples. You're putting, you're setting the example in all those areas for your children, and you're putting them in the environment to 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 fail. That is the danger. You can see how this is a danger. That's all I'm going to say about that. And uh, I just want to say thank you for joining me on this podcast. If you want to listen to this on over on YouTube, you can actually watch the video. Um, this that's where I'm going to be releasing the video podcast from now on. Also, if you can subscribe to the Patreon, that very much helps me. It supports me in my work, supports other fathers globally. And, uh, you know, I, I, I value all your input. If you're able to, if you're listening to this on the Apple podcast, please go and rate and re- send a review there and also share it with your friends as well. And also rate the show on on, on, on Spotify uh, or any of the listeners and any of the platforms that you listen to. Um, that greatly helps get this message out. Definitely appreciate everything it took for you to come and listen. If you have any questions about um, the, the discovery stuff that you're looking to do. that That's what my coaching practice is really about, is I really love helping people figure out who they are, what now looks like, and where they want to go. Um, because they know now is not where they want to be, but they have an idea or they want to know what it's like to move forward. And that's where I really, really come to life. And this is really where I am at my sharpest, understanding who I, who I am and my strengths, in facilitating spaces and holding individual spaces and going deep with one individual on what they are, who they are at the heart and figuring out where God is calling them and doing life with them is really, really where I come to life and where I'm just super, super fired up about. Um, and, and that value, that result that you are getting is something that you walk away eternally with because not only do you know yourself better but you also the the place from which you make the decision from from knowing who you are and being firm in your own identity is something that is irreplaceable and it's going to change the trajectory of your family of your own growth of your own personhood forever Um, and that's that's a guarantee. That's an assurance because when you, when I, when I point out, when we discover your strengths and we understand what your weaknesses are, I, we are literally working on taking you out of the swamp and putting you in a savanna, wherever that is for you, for you to finally thrive and come to life doing what you're called to do. And when you live like that, the world that my children, my son, and my daughter grow up in is going to be so much better because your children are going to do the same and your children after you are going to do the same. And that changes the world. And that is really what I am about here uh, on Noble Father and on my coaching. Um, And so that's all I'm going to say, man, I can go on tangents all day and I value you all. Hope you are having, you have a wonderful Monday. If you are also a father tuning in for the first time, we do meetups on uh, Thursdays 
at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Great space to just share in the presence of other fathers who understand, who won't let you get away with your BS, who will hold you accountable to what you say you want to do and want the best for you to get out of the situations, the crap and the, 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 the what is it called, the quicksand that you find yourself in life. We are there to help and support fathers. And that's what this community is all about. And so please find your way there. You can look up the link tree, which is Noble Father Link Tree. Actually, I'll just, so if you're watching the video, you'll see the link at the bottom here. And also the Patreon, Noble Father uh, Patreon. That's where I can get support and, and, and con to continue this work. And so thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me on this podcast. Thank you for all the listeners who have supported me through the years and uh, continue to grow in this. I love it. Thank you for uh, giving me this platform to listen and spending time with me today. And so hope this finds you well. Take care and bye for now. Please show your support for the Noble Father podcast by recommending the podcast to your family and friends. You can also subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review. And also, if you know a father who is interested in a regular meetup every week where they can show up authentically and share the best parts of themselves, some of the struggles they're going through, some of the wins that they have, and even some lessons to bless other fathers with, and um, also have them in our Facebook community. Um, just a bunch of men who genuinely care about one another and just share space and hold it for one another. Thank you very much for listening to the Noble Father podcast. Until next time, bye for now.